Hello everyone, happy, happy Wednesday. Welcome to the verse of the day. My name is Maxine and may God bless you all mightily. Welcome once again and I hope you're all well. May God bless you, may he favor you. I hope you're having a good week. It's the middle of the week and of course we're once again ready to receive the word from God. The verse of today comes from the lovely book of 1 Kings chapter 19 verse 18 and I'll be reading it from the Amplified Classic version. Kindly like, subscribe and share. We're definitely keen on having the word of God spread to as many people in this world, in our society, in our local community. It's time people encounter Jesus Christ, encounter him as their Lord and Savior, and we shall truly be glorifying Jesus' name as we live our lives magnifying his teachings, his word, and his blessings. Heavenly Father, we come before you this Wednesday. We are grateful and glorious of your presence in our lives. We worship you and we magnify your name. You are the King of Kings, the Ancient of Days. You are invincible. You are immortal. You are faithful and true. You are the first and the last and we truly worship you. Lord God, you are there before mountains. You are there before the world was made and you are there now and you will always be. Lord God, you love us truly. You cherish us. You care for us. We are your children and we are grateful to be knowing that we are sons of God, the Most High God, the Living God, the Everlasting God, the overwhelming God, the omnipotent Father. Lord God, we come before you this Wednesday, grateful for life, grateful for your blessings, grateful for the scripture you have given us today. We ask you that you manifest the word in our activities, in everything that we do. Let us reflect on it so that we know that we can live through you and through your will. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for Jesus Christ, your son, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the faithful Lamb of God who took away his life, allowed death to consume him so that he could resurrect and give us power, give us the life of God. We honor you, Christ. We worship you. We recognize you as our Lord and Savior. We thank you. We glorify your name. We magnify you. We are thankful that even after all the work you have done, you are seated at the right hand of our Lord Father in heaven and you are interceding for us. You are in prayer. You are in intercession. Our enemies, your enemies are under your footstool. We long to see you once again. In the meantime, we enjoy your presence through the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, the father of all spirits wherever you are there is liberty no more captivity fill this place fill this platform we're thankful and glorifying your name glorifying your presence that you are the light that shines out of darkness you are the life of god you fill us up you fill us up till we overflow and what overflows are rivers from our bellies that are living waters the living word the words of Christ that nourish as many people as we can. Oh, Holy Spirit, we are thankful that you are our teacher. We're thankful that you're our intercessor. We're thankful that you're our guide. We're thankful that you're our comfort. We're thankful that you show us the way. Keep on giving us illumination, spiritual illumination. Keep searching the heart and the mind of God. As we speak in tongues, give us the word that we need to know. Give us the power to edify ourselves in you. Rikado. 
Yosha tayabase keba mata larabosha reke de kadei rebados kasande lerebosa tarabasha katayaba. Fill this place, O God. Give us wisdom. Give us the knowledge of God and give us spiritual understanding. I ask this all trusting and believing in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. It's always good just to engage in prayer and just praising the Lord because God loves it. And you know, when you praise God, it's like literally the password into heaven. It's the password into the throne room. It's the password where you have direct contact and access to our Father in heaven. And he gives you the air, your incense. The incense in the throne room is your prayers. The incense in the throne room is your praise and worship. And so the verse of today comes from 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 18. And these are the words that come from the Lord. Yet I will leave myself 7,000 in Israel, all the knees that have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Now this is a scripture that's coming from God. These are the words from God directly from his mouth. And so whatever God says is usually done. Whatever God speaks is always done. And so this is coming from when Elijah ran away, when he had just encountered the Baal prophets and he had challenged them to show which God was greater. And of course, God came through. God sent a holy ghost consuming fire that just consumed the sacrifice of Elijah and he came and overwhelmed Elijah with power and energy to kill all the prophets of Baal. And of course, Ahab was very surprised and shocked and he went and told Jezebel. And Jezebel was very upset. As we know, Jezebel represents the devil. Jezebel represents evil in the form of femininity. And it's not just womanhood. This is evil that comes against leadership. This is the devil or the spirit of evil that comes against leadership. Elijah was a prophet. And usually in those days, kings had priests and prophets beside them in order to lead. And whenever they had priests who would offer sacrifices and prophets who would contact and speak to God all the time, they would always experience victory. Ahab was the exception because he sought to his wife Jezebel who was consumed by the enemy, the devil, to actually now manipulate the husband in the leadership. And so this is a vital lesson for us that Jesus is telling us that as you gain the spirit of leadership in your life, you will encounter the spirit of Jezebel because she is a spirit that comes against leadership. You might be in a position that you have the king making anointing. You have a position that you're able to elect people into power. You're able to influence people in power. You're able to influence people who make vital decisions in your life or vital decisions for the community or the family. You have to be very discerning about the spirit of Jezebel. And so Elijah ran. Elijah ran into the wilderness and he was very hungry and very thirsty. And every time he came to a still, the angel of the Lord fed him. And he told him, I am giving you food because you have a journey. And he was going to walk for 40 days and 40 nights without eat or drink. And that means he had to be fueled nutritionally. And this is also a symbolic way of going through rough times when you're in a rough patch. And I think we had mentioned this in a previous devotion, that as you go through a rough patch, God uses your breakdown as your breakthrough. 
And in the midst of your breakdown, God prunes you and he gives you the vital necessities that you require in life to come out of that situation. And then once he gets you out of the situation, he takes you farther. He takes you to a different level. He takes you to a higher level because now you've learned lessons. You've found to, to, you've, you've actually seen revelations. You've opened your eyes and your spirit to the ways of God and to the knowledge of God that has brought you to a higher level. And once you're on that higher level, then God feeds you once again and he gives you an anointing and he gives you a grace. And so Elijah is running. And when he's running, he comes across um, the Beersheba, uh, the area of Beersheba. And it's interesting because Beersheba is where Jezebel came from. And where he was, he was out of Jezebel's range. But it's also interesting that God brought him to the place where the enemy sprang from. And sometimes God is telling you that much as you want to run away from a situation, I know that you can handle that situation. And so I will empower you and nourish you with the word and the power of the Holy Spirit. With Jesus Christ teaching you and guiding you, he will take you to the source of the problem. So you can actually find a solution through the power of God. And so while he's in Beersheba, you know, he asked God to take his life away while he sat down under a tree. And then he woke up and then there was a cake. He ate it. Then the angel of the Lord came again, gave him cake and ate it. And then now God came and spoke to him. And so that also tells us that as we are being fed by the word, there will come a point in time that we reach a certain level and a certain capacity where we can actually hear from God. We can see that Elijah had to eat two times through the angel to get nourishment, to get strength in order to hear from God. And that tells us that we also need to eat the word. We need to feed from the word of Jesus so that as we get to that stage, we will come to a point where we are able to hear from God. And then he said, God, I am in a difficult place. People have forsaken you. I am by myself. I have failed. The Israelites have been following the, pro the prophets of Baal and these idols. And, and this is just difficult. And then God showed him the strength and the power that he had, you know. And God told him, go to the mountain before the Lord. And the Lord passed him with a strong wind that broke the mountains and he broke the rocks and they realized that God is not, was not in the wind. And then God came again through the earthquake and there was no, there was no, there was rumbling of the earth and he realized God was not in the earthquake. And then God came through a fire and he realized that there was no fire. And finally God came in the stillness of a small voice and asked him, what are you doing here? And this is powerful because this shows us how God will come through in our lives. God will do things in our lives that do not even show his power. It's just his presence. We will experience great winds that will tear down mountains just by the presence of God. So that means that mountain that is before you, that mountain that is adversaries, chaos, issues, problems that are being brought upon your life, your situations, your relationships, your financial issues. God is telling you just by his presence, he's going to tear that mountain in two. 
just by his presence, he will cause the earth to shake. Now, we always think earthquakes, earthquakes is just the earth shaking. But remember in the Lord's prayer, he says, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's a will that God has for us. Us as human beings, he's given responsibilities and roles to animals and plants and the ecosystem, but he's given his will upon man. So when the will is being done on earth, it's not the earth, the plants, the leaves and the trees. It is us, the human beings, excuse me. And so we as human beings are the earth. And so when God causes the earth to shake, we are shaking. That means certain things will happen in your life that are beyond control of you and those around you. It means the presence of God will be so impactful to the point that everybody who is around you will feel it. He came in the form of fire, fire that lit, fire that brought light. Light shines out of darkness, light that brings heat and warmth. God God's presence brings warmth into your life. God's presence brings light into your life. God loves it when you're hot for him, when you're pursuing him. He's giving you the spirit of the Holy Ghost fire that can consume any evil, any darkness in your life. God doesn't like people who are lukewarm. In Revelations, he says, those who are lukewarm, he shall vomit or spit them out. So he brings fire. The presence of God brings fire and light into your life. And once he did all this, he went on to speak with a small voice. And that means you will reach a certain level where you will experience God and you'll be able to speak to him on a personal one-to-one. How we long to have that level. How we long to reach that point. And you know what? It's not for special people. God has allowed this to happen in every single one of us. All you have to do is open your mind, body, and spirit to receive that capacity to get to that stage. And so Elijah cries at him and tells him how he is very very disappointed with what has happened because he has had to run away and still God doesn't look over oh I feel sorry for you that you've run he tells him that you will return back to where you're going where you had come from and you will anoint people that means by the time you've encountered and experienced God he will send you back to where you are running from Sometimes we always think that once we come over a problem and we overcome it and we settle it and move on, we'll never experience it again. But God sometimes puts you in that problem in order to send you back, in order to now deal with it accordingly to his will. And so he's given instructions that he will, you know, um, anoint people and he'll anoint people. Um, I think Jehu and Nimshi, uh, son of Nimshi and Elisha, who will, you know, end up slaying as many people. But that's not the point. The point is God went on to say that he would leave 7,000 people in Israel that have not bowed unto Baal and have not kissed the mouth of Baal. It tells us that when we have a way of dealing with an issue, God has 7,000 ways to deal with it. We might be focused on one solution. God has 7,000 solutions to deal with it. Elijah thought he was the only prophet that was left when he ran away. He didn't realize that Obadiah, the servant of the king, had hid as many prophets in the cave to save them from the hands of Jezebel. 
And this is a humbling moment for us because God is telling us that he has all the authority and power to use anyone and everyone that is within his hold and reach to get the issue sorted, the point made, the will manifested, the power manifested and his glory magnified. So we should be humbled that when God chooses you for a task, when he chooses you for an assignment, it is not an ordinary thing. It is not an ordinary role of responsibility because there are 7,000 people who could have easily done that task. When you look at just one way of sorting out an issue, God is telling you, rely on me and I will show you the other ways that are thousand and countless ways of which I can show you to sort out that problem. So this lesson for us today is to humble ourselves knowing that we serve a Lord who has the solution to everything. In the Psalms, it says that God was there before the mountains meaning God was there before your problems. In fact, God saw your problems manifesting and he knows the solution to your problems. God sees your highs, your lows, your trials and your tribulations, the happy side and the sad side, and no matter what, he is still with you. And the word of Jesus is powerful because the word of Christ is there for us at all times, in our good times and in our bad times. The gospel of Christ contains the 7,000 ways of which God gives a solution to our issues. It takes dedication, fellowship. It takes persistence, consistency with reading the word in order to hear from God. And so I challenge you this afternoon, I challenge you this evening, I challenge you as you move forward in the course of your week, that as you reach your weekend and you'll reflect upon the words that God has given you today, first is to recognize that he has the solution to everything. Number two is to be humble about it because when he has chosen you for that particular assignment, that specific role and responsibility that you have, You should be humbled because any other person could have done it. There were 7,000 people available. Don't think you're that special. In the eyes of God, everybody is special. So if you're a mom, thanks be to God because that is a role he chose specifically for you. If you're a wife, thanks be to God because that is a role that he chose specifically for you. If you're a mother or a father, thanks be to God for that is a role he chose specifically to you. If you're a teacher, a doctor, a nurse, an educationist, um, a lecturer, a shop attendant, a business maker, an entrepreneur, whatever role and responsibility you serve in society is not by chance. For the plans that the Lord God has had for you are plans that he even knew before you were in your mother's womb. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 1 all the way down to 5. God knew you before you were in your mother's womb. He knows every strand of your body. He knows your beginning and he knows your end. And so you have the mandate to receive the task, receive the word from God and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you because he will not only empower you by feeding you the word of Jesus with every single journey that you make, he will give you lots of his presence in your life. 
you will experience earthquakes, you will experience winds, you will experience fires, you will experience mighty great things in God's life and finally you shall hear from him. And when you hear from him, he will tell you of the 7,000 ways, the 7,000 people, the 7,000 solutions, the 7,000 blessings, the 7,000 anointings, the 7,000 ordinances that he has tasked specifically for you. Do not pass this chance. Allow yourself to experience God. This is a deep devotional. It's got me thinking that sometimes we look at life with tunnel vision. And yet God has availed 7,000 solutions to us, blessings, unctions, favors, and graces that we fail to see. It's high time we humble ourselves, seek the word, experience Jesus Christ, receive the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit, and encounter God. Have a blessed Wednesday. God bless you.